the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Welcome to the Stairway to Heaven. We're coming to you bringing insights into the ever-changing high-frequency currents now bathing the planet and their effect on us all. The source of vital information for the evolving human being, I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Between Worlds, Shifting Perceptions In previous Stairway to Heaven episodes, we've discussed the increasing ambient frequency the planet is being exposed to at this time due to its relative positioning in the galaxy. When confronted with shifting frequencies, one of the most impacted is our concept of reality. Rising frequency promotes increased light by which to see. Many heretofore hidden elements are being exposed for our consideration. Therefore, as frequency shifts, so does perceived reality. When living in times of rapid frequency modulations, we're confronted with watching our perceived world unravel while our beliefs are challenged. Things we thought to be solid, undisputable truth are uncovered as partial truth, if not outright falsehood, when we have more information to apply to the concept. The more rapid the frequency shift, the more earth-shattering the revelations. This drives many to go into denial as they attempt to hold on to the status quo along with their sanity. Others become more mutant in their attempts to make everyone else agree with their interpretation of what the increased light has exposed. They're desperate to nail down a reality they can hang their hats on rather than deal with the unknown. Yet the very nature of shifting frequency is one of constant change. This requires flexibility in embracing the concept of not knowing. Polarizing into denial or campaigning to cement agreement is at best counterproductive. We find ourselves either becoming increasingly rigid and dogmatic or excitable and fanatic. When the two diametrically opposed approaches to coping with change meet, (laughs) well, it proves to be explosive as the two factions frantically fight to hold on to their opposing stance. Thus, the drastic increase in upheaval and civil unrest we've been witnessing. The level and speed of change we're now experiencing is greater than any time in our recorded history. To quote Bob Dylan in his song, The Times They Were Changing, Come writers and critics who prophesize with your pen, and keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again. And don't speak too soon, for the wheel's still in spin. And there's no telling who that is naming. For the loser now will be later to win. For the times, they are changing. The man was nothing if not prophetic. As Bob Dylan so eloquently pointed out, the wheel is indeed still in spin, and everything is being turned upside down. The old ways are rapidly aging, and soon will no longer apply, leaving us floundering. The hologram hologram of times past is shutting down. Another has yet to take its place, leaving us standing in the stark, barren gridwork of an empty holodeck. During these times of unprecedented change, we could no longer afford to cling to the fading realities or attempt to establish new ones. It's difficult not to become untethered during such a challenging time. We're not comfortable not knowing. 
Yet the truth is, we never really knew. Rather, we deluded ourselves into thinking we did, and not without cause. During slower-moving times of lower frequency, we could rely on the perceived truths that had been around for generation upon generation. We could count on the tried and true, as it would not change during our lifetimes. With multiple lineages of this mindset, it's become firmly rooted in our very DNA. It's no wonder we're coming unhinged when the proverbial rug is pulled out from underneath us individually and collectively. In addition, we've tended to identify ourselves in relationship to the outside world, what we own, who we know, what we do, and how we look. All these things are now suddenly changing and shifting, seemingly at random, with no warning. A perfect example is the various responses to the mask requirement during the pandemic. Suddenly, and without warning, we're being expected to cover most of our faces. What a horror that! As a result, we see young women wearing huge artificial eyelashes to compensate for masks covering the rest of their carefully made up faces. It's as if they're so identified with their makeup and appearance that they're desperate to find some way to maintain the illusion, even if it means weighting down their eyelids and obstructing their vision in the process. Some complain long and bitterly about their rights being violated. Others make a statement by leaving their nose hanging out of their masks, or better yet, leaving the mask to dangle from their ears under their chin. And this is the response to simply being asked to cover one's nose and mouth in public to stem the spread of a virus that's killing thousands. Unfortunately, most change is met with the same illogical resistance. In effect, we're going through a collective identity crisis with no end in sight and looking for someone or something to blame for our discomfort. We might think it's the mask mandate or the supply chain being threatened or lockdowns or being asked to reduce our driving to combat global warming or any number of things. But the truth is, fear is causing us to become reactive as we see our world shifting and changing seemingly beyond our control and greatly impacting our daily lives. So how do we move beyond being caught up in fear and subject to our own distortions? We need to embrace radical trust in life, engage our curiosity, and reevaluate some of our thinking. When we're not in fear, but rather coming from a position of trust, it's much easier to live in a state of not knowing. When curiosity is engaged, we can meet change with a sense of wonder and excitement rather than the normal approach of catastrophizing and thus creating the catastrophe. But this is easier said than done. For one, media is feeding us a constant diet of drama, trauma, and fear, and we're feeding ourselves a constant diet of the media. This continuous exposure to a skewed negative perspective impacts our thinking, our perceptions, and therefore our experience. Yes, we need, or think we need, to know what's going on in the world. However, it's important to give both sides of the coin equal time and draw our own conclusions. With the understanding, we're still probably operating without all the facts. We also need to be willing to reevaluate again and again. We've been taught for generations that change is never a good thing. Things only go from bad to worse. Compounding the situation is a necessary evil. Change produces chaos.
As the old ways are broken down to their constituent parts before new ones form, this leaves us watching the old disintegrate before we know what will form on the other side of the demolition. It's necessary for the old world to fall to dust, for us to live a while in the empty between worlds before the new one takes form. The quality of the new is directly related to this absolute still point between destruction and creation. We're all about acquiring and building. Losing and destruction? Not so much. Even when the transformation promises to be a good one, we tend to hold on to the old, being dragged along by it, kicking and screaming, and suffering greatly until the bitter end. To combat this tendency, we need to engage not only trust, but curiosity coupled with imagination. When we're in trust and curiosity instead of experiencing and therefore creating the worst, we're left free to imagine the outcome we desire. As we've mentioned in prior Stairway to Heaven episodes, the imagination is where we build a matrix at the quantum level for reality to manifest around. What better time than when all the constituent parts are breaking away from the old format and up for reorganization to imagine and create a new tomorrow? If we bear in mind we're co-creators in all of this and not hapless victims of fate, the possibilities are very exciting indeed. On the other hand, if we remain in fear and imagine the worst, guess what? We're building. You've got it. The worst. Another stumbling block is that of judgment. No matter what transpires, we're compelled to judge it as good or bad, eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, so to speak. There's a reason it was forbidden fruit. Judgment freezes things in place, leaving no room for trust, curiosity, imagination, or creativity. What we experience is totally dependent about how we relate to the situations at hand. If we judge things as bad, we'll experience them as such and be totally unaware of anything that can work to our advantage, and therefore we do not act upon opportunities that present themselves. On the other hand, if we judge things as only good, we run the risk of being blindsided by the unprepared for the inherent challenges present in any situation. The key is in realizing things are neither good nor bad. Our experience and therefore our reality depends upon our viewpoint and actions. We have more control of the situation at hand than we think. But that control is totally dependent upon our self-control and willingness to take responsibility for our viewpoint, action, and inaction. If we can avoid judgment, remaining open to all realities and possibilities, we then become subject to none. Then there's this fallacy of outcome to consider. We're goal-driven hoarding fools living in a land of process. Life, by its very nature, is a process, ever-changing, while at the same time following its own cyclic rules. Humans tend to want to know what's going to happen and control outcome. That's much like a surfer attempting to control the wave rather than ride it. Life is the wave, we the surfer. Where we end up at any given moment is a result of how we choose to ride the wave of life. In this, we create our own fate within the larger scheme of things. When we ask what is going to happen, 
life inevitably answers that question with one of its own. When? There is no outcome in process. It's an ever, never-ending continuum. Trying to control outcome is to attempt to freeze process, which equates to death. Death leads to decay, which is another whole process in itself. We've previously lived in an era of building and acquiring. We're now entering another part of life cycles, that of dismantling and destruction, before the new is formed. All things are subject to these cycles, including ourselves. If we fight them, we do not take advantage of what they have to offer and find ourselves coming up short when the next cycle arrives. If we resist being dismantled, come time for rebirth, what we bring to the table is a Frankenstein of partly disassembled ghosts of what used to be, rather than the pure constituent parts with infinite possibilities. These unprocessed parts are still tied up in an old form not available for repurposing, which greatly compromises what we can become. If we can fully honor and cooperate with this wave of destruction rather than fight it, the future can be rich indeed. In lower frequency, things are very slow moving, like clay that's been fired, set in stone, with little to no possibility for change. To thrive in the new, high-frequency era, all the above concepts need to be re-examined and our viewpoints adjusted to be able to move and shift with the times. If we do so, rather than dealing with set forms, we now find ourselves with a handful of soft clay, ours to mold as we see fit. What an exciting time to be alive. It's at least a very alchemical one. The rich flowering days of summer are gone spring and regrowth yet to arrive. As we're enveloped in the deep dark of winter, may the icy storms tear us asunder. Rejoice in the cleansing winds preparing us. Give thanks for the new world arising as glory springs forth from the rich loam, the ashes of our willing destruction. Thank you for joining me, Golda Wiecka, on the Stairway to Heaven, where we provide the updates on the energetic currents facilitating our evolution into conscious, powerful co-creators. As I'm sure you've noticed, not only do the Stairway to Heaven episodes stand alone, but they weave together to form a map to evolution and personal empowerment as we enter the new era. To revisit this or any other past episode, visit our archives at www.stairwaytoheavenmedia.com. If you'd like to find out more about me, my school, and the evolutionary tools we offer, visit www.findyourpathhome.com. Until next time, may you be blessed on your sacred path to wholeness. We are here. The time is now. <laughs>